Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Growing Patriot Podcast, and I'm Amelia Hamilton. We're going to take a little break from the regular history this week and talk about what Thanksgiving was like during the American Revolution. Ready? Let's meet our guest. My name is Lars Hedborg. I'm a uh, novelist of the American Revolution. I write uh, stories about the revolution. Um, and uh, what I try to write are stories about uh, people like you and me uh, as they were affected by the revolution and as they actually affected the outcome of, of, the, uh, of the events of the revolution. Um, my, uh, my books are generally written for uh, kids 12 and up, uh, so be a couple of years before, uh, before you guys probably want to take them on, but uh, they, uh, they are based, basically I'm, I'm writing one for each of the colonies, uh, so if I haven't already written one for where you live, uh, look for it soon. That sounds great. So this week, we're also talking about some things that are pretty familiar to us now. Um, We're all getting ready here in America for Thanksgiving. So we wanted to find out what Thanksgiving was like, you know, around the time of the American Revolution, both for for regular people and for people who were in the military. What was it like? It was very different from our modern conception of Thanksgiving. Uh, I think uh, most of us wouldn't have wouldn't have much enjoyed it uh, because what they meant by Thanksgiving was literally sitting down and giving thanks. Um, and so often that meant actually fasting, uh, so not eating anything okay. at all all day um, as a means of, of expressing your gratitude uh, to God for uh, helping helping the cause or supporting the cause of the revolution. Um, for people who were in the military, uh, you know, serving, uh, it sometimes meant that they would get a little bit of extra rations, um, but what that entailed was, <laughs> again, not, not something that would be very uh, interesting to you or I. Uh, one, one journal that we have, uh, the guy writes that uh, they were granted uh, an extra uh, cup of rice, essentially, and oh. uh, a, little bit of, uh, a little bit of vinegar to drink. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's not mashed potatoes and gravy like we have. <laughs> Good heavens, no, no. There, there is, there is an account uh, that pretend that alleges to be, you know, that says it's from the time um, that talks about a great big huge meal, um, but that one has been called into question by historians. Um, and the, the thing to know about what a great big huge meal looked like back then, they ate things that were pretty different from what we eat. Um, so when they talk about a pie. When you're reading about a pie in a, in a journal or a letter from that time, what they probably mean is something where you wouldn't eat the crust. The crust is just there to hold it all together. And what would be inside of it uh, might be fruit uh, or it might be meat. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> very yeah. different. And, and when they're talking about puddings, they're talking about something that is wrapped in cloth and boiled. Uh, and that would often be made of, of uh, suet, which is basically beef fat, mm-hmm. um, and maybe some maybe some flour and uh, and some flavorings, you know, some spices, um, and maybe some meat. And so that was a pudding, a boiled pudding. Uh, so, <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, that is very I've, different. I've actually, yeah, I've I've cooked some of these things, and they're not bad. Um, but the, you have to you have to go into them expecting mm-hmm. that they're not going to be what we're used to. Yeah, maybe not what you want to celebrate Thanksgiving with anyway. <laughs> 
Not really, no, <laughs> no. So is Thanksgiving something where fam big families would come together or maybe even travel to be together? That's a great question. Um, my sense is, is that they, they, there wasn't a lot of long distance travel happening during the revolution. Um, what we have though are these uh, proclamations from Congress and from the president at the time um, talking about the, the uh, desire to uh, you know, give solemn thanks uh, for the successes and, and to give, um, you know, for, for the hopes of success of the revolution. Um, so, you know, you would certainly get together with your family locally uh, to to either go to church or, or uh, uh, observe together at home. But I don't think that, you know, especially when you have um, you have enemy patrols uh, abroad, you know, kind of all over the place, and you never know what you're going to run into. It was it was not a great time to be a traveler. Yeah, um, you talked about um, going to church. Would that have been part of everyone's Thanksgiving? Um, I, I think my sense is that the people there were, there were many many more people who were religious at that time than there are mm -hmm. now, um, and so I think you know if you lived in a place where you were near to a church, if you lived in a town. Uh, instead of out on the frontier, um, you probably would have gone to church to to uh, give thanks. There were some. I, the other thing is, is that a lot of people um, got together to to observe their religious uh, beliefs uh, just in homes. Um, and there were certainly some of the uh, the religious people who were here who really believed strongly in uh, practicing their religions, uh, basically. Uh, on their own, so they, there, there wasn't. There, there were some of the faiths where they didn't have, uh, you know, big involved church services and so forth. Hmm. Have you heard any any specific stories of um, people in the 18th century talking about their Thanksgiving? There are uh, there are a couple of accounts that we have. Again, we have that that uh, uh, wonderful little notation in in uh, Joseph Plum's uh, diary. Uh, he was a young man, uh, probably. 16 or so at the time of the revolution, wow. uh, who was who was serving in in the uh, army, and we just have that little notation that hey, it's Thanksgiving, so we got uh, some extra rice and a little bit of vinegar to drink. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we also have um, a journal that purports to be, uh, uh, I think it was written in 1783, mm -hmm. um, and that one does talk about a large gathering of family. Uh, but again, that one has been called into question by uh, by some historians um, because it, it seems to reflect a degree of plenty that is mm. uh, inconsistent with uh, <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah. everything else that we have. Yeah, it can be hard for the historians to know what's real and what isn't. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and and there's a lot of people who, you know, well-meaning. Uh, they they uh, they want to add something to the story of the revolution. Um, and I'm very careful to label what I write um, either as fiction, or if it is not fiction, then I'm very careful to, to make sure that I can give sources for everything that I'm okay. writing about. <laughs> yep, yep, that's so important. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's really easy to kind of get excited about something and, and uh, decide that you need to add something to the story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what might what might surprise the kids about about Thanksgiving in the time of the revolution? I think the big thing is that the food was was prepared very differently. 
you know, we're used to, you, you go up to the stove and you turn it on and it heats up and you put your food in. Um, and it, it stays at the temperature you told it to stay at. And when you're done, you turn it off and that's, that's all there is to it. Back then, everything was cooked using fire. There wasn't any such thing as electricity. Mm -hmm. um, and you had to, for example, if you wanted to bake bread, you had to basically set a fire inside the stove that you're inside the oven you're going to use. You let it heat the oven up, and then you pull all of the wood and and, uh, and ashes and everything out, and put your bread in, and let the heat from that that big stone or brick uh, oven bake your bread. Um, so that was that was very different. Mm -hmm. And when you're when you're making a stew, for example, you wouldn't just set it on top of your stove and and you know turn the stove on. You'd have to actually hang it over the fire in the hearth. Uh, and I've actually cooked over a hearth of the period oh, wow. in the summer. Um, yeah, I, I got to go to Ethan Allen's uh, uh, homestead, and I cooked over his hearth. Oh, how fun. Yeah, experience. I'm always encouraging uh, the listeners to, to visit these places firsthand. It's just it's incredible, oh, the things you can see and learn. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's one thing to read about this stuff. It's such a different thing to actually get to experience it firsthand. Yeah. So this is one of the things that when I did that, it, it was like, oh, yeah, I guess that does make sense. It was the middle of August. Oh. I still had to have a fire going in the kitchen in order to cook. Sure. It was hot. I bet. <laughs> Not as pleasant to cook back then. <laughs> Not so much. And I couldn't throw on the AC because there wasn't any air conditioning. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it was, it was hot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I bet. <laughs> so, you know, when, when, you go, when you go to sites in the south, uh, particularly, you'll often find that they have a kitchen that's outdoors. Uh, so that they can do the cooking where there's a little bit of a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we've also talked a little bit about what 18th century clothing was like. And that certainly wasn't yeah. wasn't keeping anybody cool either. <laughs> no, although I, I will say that, you know, we, we see these costumes that, you know, they have the great big, huge, heavy uh, waistcoat and then the coat over it and mm -hmm. all of this. My sense is, is that when people were just going about their lives, they probably just wore a big, long shirt and some breeches yeah. and you know, whatever whatever uh, shoes they needed, whatever boots they needed to get their work done. Yeah. When they were getting dressed up, yes, then they'd have all of those layers and everything. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the men. Now, the women, I don't get the sense that they had as much latitude. I think that, that right. you know, kicking around the house, just like uh, somebody kicking around the house today, they might have comfortable clothes on. Mm -hmm. um, but the instant somebody walked through the door, they had to get dressed. And so that meant, you know, putting on the stays, which are those, that, that sort of corset-like thing that you lay yeah. on, and putting on the overdress and putting on the pockets. The pockets were separate. They were not part of the dress. You actually tied them on your waist separately. Yep. <laughs> um, so, you know, that, that was a, it was a whole process. Uh, and yes, the clothing was very heavy and very hot. Um, mm. And, you know, again, they, they, when I went to the Ethan Allen homestead, they actually put me in costume to, oh. to do that, that cooking. And it was really hot. <laughs> I bet. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, just that, that spirit of gratitude. Yeah. So the thing that, that we don't necessarily understand real easily is that at the time of the revolution, you know, now we can look back at it and say, oh, well, of course, we're going to win our freedom and, mm -hmm. and England will go away and leave us alone. At the time, that was anything but a short thing. 
for most of the period of the Revolutionary War. And it was a long war. We forget that. We think it all, it just happened in 1776. Mm-hmm. No, it happened in 1775, 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81. There were still, the, yeah. the, the last big battle of the Revolution here took place in 1781. There were still skirmishes happening all over the place, mm-hmm. all over the world, until 1783. Yeah. And the thing that, that is really easy to lose track of is throughout that entire period, we were always just on the edge of losing. And so anytime we had a victory, there was so much of a sense of, my God, this must have been a miracle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it really did look to people who were living at that time that you know, if we're going to succeed in this, the only way we're going to succeed in this is if God intervenes on our side. Yeah. Uh, so there was there was very much that that sense of um, you know, we need to be really really thankful for the blessings that we get and for the victories that we enjoy, yeah. uh, and we need to really 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 ask nicely to enjoy <laughs> a few more. <laughs> yeah, they left a very different life behind, so they're many great them, for what they yeah. had. Yeah, many of them, uh, many of them uh, definitely uh, were uh, either immigrants themselves or. Uh, their their parents or grandparents had come over, mm-hmm. and they definitely had the sense that they had come to this unbelievably rich land. The uh, <laughs> I've read I've read accounts of the difference between living in Europe at the time and living here, and literally people had twice as much food here as they had back home, mm-hmm. and you could you could get land as a farmer if you if you were from a farmer's family. In England, for example, when the father of that family died and, and the, the uh, land was being parceled out, it would be split into one into one segment for each of the sons, mm-hmm. or it might be given all to just the oldest son, and then everybody had to try to make do with what they had. And if there wasn't enough to feed your family, that was just tough. So mm-hmm. the alternative was to come to America, where oh, they're going to grant you huge tract of land. All you have to do is <laughs> chase off the people who might already be there, yeah. take it away from them, and then clear it and turn it into a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was such an unbelievable uh, opportunity yeah. for so many of these people that, yes, they were immensely grateful for that. And we still have a lot to be grateful for today. Absolutely. I write about the revolution because I strongly believe that it is one of the great inflection points, one of the great times when all of human history changed. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people get excited about some of the other wars that have happened before or since. And for me, the American Revolution didn't just change American history, certainly did that. Mm-hmm. It changed human history. Yeah. It changed, it changed the way that we think about what the relationship between a people and the government is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it changed that forever. You know, when we see when we see the protests happening in Hong Kong today, they're not waving British flags and saying we mm-hmm. want to be back in Britain. They're waving American flags and yeah. saying we want to be like America. Yeah. And that to me is such a, a stark illustration, such a, a strong illustration of why the American Revolution still matters today. And that's why I tell those stories. Yeah, it absolutely does still matter. It makes a difference. Um, Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your expertise. 
We are, we are thankful to have your stories and your knowledge, and you have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity. So what do you think? Thanksgiving was awfully different back then. Things weren't as fun and as much of a celebration as they are today. People mostly just gave thanks and maybe didn't even eat at all. But for soldiers, they maybe even got something extra. Even the food that they had and the way that it was prepared was very different from today. A lot of things are the same though. Families would get together, people would think about how grateful they are to be in such a wonderful country with so many blessings. What do you think? Would you have liked a colonial Thanksgiving? Well, that's all for this time. We'll be back with our regular episodes coming soon. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Growing Patriots. And you can go to growingpatriots.com to find this episode, every other episode, and resources like videos and coloring pages to go along with them. You can also find the Growing a Patriot books. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. They freed us all from tyranny. We stand for liberty. And they fought so we would.